What's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Tuesday. So I'm done for the week. It's pretty nice to be done for the week, and it's always good when you have a short week. It's good for being able to hang out with people, being able to get a lot done with my business. And so that's my two primary goals that I'm going to get done for the rest of the week and I guess the beginning of next week because we have Sunday as well. So that's what I'm going to be focused on. I have a lot of work that I need to do tonight. I'm just looking at all the things I need to set up. I need to set up a ton of of things for the upcoming releases that we have. I need to set up various bots and stuff, so that'll be interesting. And then I'm going to be doing other things like trying to get my finances in check with my business because there's so many things that sometimes it it gets crazy and you go okay I need to log all these sales I need to log these purchases I need to see where I'm at right now sometimes you get carried away with buying and selling you don't really remember to record that stuff sometimes and I have it all locked down I have no I I know exactly where everything is and I can get it off eBay pretty quickly and stuff and and I have a general sense of how much I've spent versus how much I've made but every so often I do get really, really busy and I don't have enough time to sit down each sale and open up my Excel sheet, record the sale, mark down all the stuff and then save it. And it's just sometimes you don't have time for that. Sometimes there's just so much going on that I need to quickly save it as a save the receipt and then keep it moving. So that's what I have been working on. That's what I'm going to do tonight. And then trying to get some items relisted. I have a bunch of listings that are stale that aren't necessarily old items. They're hot items right now that aren't selling at all. And I think part of the reason is my prices are super outdated. Prices fluctuate a lot with hot items and they go up and they go down with relatively the wind it seems like. But a lot of times what you'll see is really hot items will decline in price very rapidly. So it's best to get those things sold as quickly as possible. That way you can cash in on the most amount of money rather than getting yourself kind of stuck with holding these items and not being able to make any money on them. So I need to go back through those, see which ones have decreased in value, see which ones have increased in value, relist them because relisting an item always gets it more traction. And I don't mean just ending it and hitting the relist button. I mean, ending it, hitting sell similar, and then listing that listing always refreshes. It gives you like a fresh listing and eBay likes to push the fresh listings to the top. If you search anything, just search the current items you'll always see at the top new listing the little gray bar that says new listing right at the top of the item and then you after the first five or six of those depending on how many there are then you'll start getting into the ones that rank the highest on the search results but ebay always throws those new ones towards the top and it makes a little bit of sense because think about it they're throwing the new ones that's that's new products that have not hit the buyer's eyes yet so ebay can quickly gauge the interest in that item based on the pictures the title all that stuff just by throwing it to the top for a little bit and giving buyers the option to to actually interact with it based on seeing it because every buyer that searches that will will see the newer items so once ebay gathers that data they can say okay well obviously nobody really likes this listing people really do like this listing we'll keep this one near the top we'll pop this one near the bottom so on and so forth so it makes sense but it's good for us because sometimes items just don't hit sometimes the listings that we have just aren't good and i end up doing a lot of sell similar where i'll go i'll find listings that are selling a lot i'll hit sell similar i'll I'll put my pictures in and stuff and i'll go from there but oftentimes what ends up happening 
is sometimes they don't sell. Sometimes something happens. Sometimes the item just doesn't hit on that listing. And so you'll need to go find a new one. And I try and find one that's near the top of the solds again. So let's say I listed something at the beginning of November. It hasn't sold and I just got carried away and didn't relist it, I'll go back through and look at current solds. I won't just relist that item, I'll actually go back through and say, okay, this one sold a couple times yesterday or sold a couple times in the last week, how about I take this listing and give it a shot and see what happens. So I'll use their keywords, I'll just literally click on the listing and hit sell similar and it imports everything that they did except for their pictures and description and then you can just use those settings for yourself. So that's a huge key for me, I think that that makes me a lot of money whenever I do that, and I haven't been as adamant about that. Also, I haven't been as adamant about listing recently, and that's obviously led to a decline in sales, but there have been so many things that I need to get ready for the releases that we've had this Q4 that it, you may it may sound like I'm not listing and not making money and just buying into futility, but what I'm doing is trying to aggregate as much product as I can. That way, once December hits, a lot of the items that I have, they're really, really going to spike in value and really sell those out. But right now, my biggest problem is trying to figure out, I see releases coming out that I don't have enough money for, and a lot of them are overpriced, but some of them aren't, and it's just they're not overpriced with regard to what the resale market is, I guess is a better way of putting it. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, I have, I have 14 or 15 of this item. Should I sell maybe half and lose out on that potential profit down the road, but get more in that I can sell down the road and like, like, like hold and be able to sell those at either the same price of the current items that I have now, maybe be able to hold those those future items into December and sell those at the higher price. So I effectively made a lot more money than if I just only hold, held one. I sold one um, item and then ended up getting another one to hold off of the profits and stuff or, or what I should do. So I'm just kind of debating that because a lot of the items I'm going after are super limited, super hard to get. And it, I'm just wondering what the resale is going to be versus what it is now and see, trying to figure out, is it going to spike? Is it going to go up as much as I think it does? Because nothing's for certain. I, I believe it's going to spike for a lot of these items, but you never know. And that's one of the bigger things. I don't believe that the, the manufacturers are going to have the capability to produce more. They've already said that they, they don't, and they've, they've come out publicly and said that. I don't think that it would be to any benefit for them to say that. Because if you think about it, some of the bigger items that these manufacturers are making, it would do them no good to say, hey, we can't possibly make that many more of these because that would affect a lot of things. That would affect the, the public's opinion of them and in, inherently affect their stock. So they wouldn't want to do that. They wouldn't want to say, hey, we're having issues because that's never a good thing for a company to come out and publicly say uh, for both their stock price or for just general publicity. And there's really no benefit to it. There would be no reason to say, hey, we can't make more of these other than to ward people off and warn them, you better get your items early because we're probably not going to be able to put out more out. And that helps give the the true fans uh, a bit of a heads up. It also gives the resellers a bit of a heads up too. So really not any benefit for that either. So it's mainly, it's probably the truth. I would imagine that if they're not going to be able to make more and they're saying they're not going to be able to make more, they're probably not lying about it. They, I don't imagine they have a ton in stock. I mean, maybe they do, right? Maybe, maybe it's just a, a whole gambit to get people to buy up all the stock. So that way, once December hits, they release a bunch of it. And now people are like, oh my gosh, there's, there's such a shortage. We better buy them all up. But I, I, I doubt that that's going to happen. I, I seriously do. But I did hear a good point the other day. I was listening to Pure Awesome Podcast, and they were talking a little bit about how this is driving the hype for some of these items. And you think about it, some of these items that 
are big. Think about sports cars and stuff, or think about uh, the PlayStations and Xboxes that have come out and stuff. These sorts of things are are really, really big in the news right now. You're looking at major, major media platforms talking about these things. You're looking at everybody from some of the biggest podcasts out there. I, I was listening to, not listening to, but somebody put in one of the groups that I'm in, something about the Pat McAfee show was talking about the PlayStations. And then you got places like these big, like I think Business Insider wrote something about the PlayStation 5 coming out. And like all these bigger uh, companies that do news media and and that kind of a thing are talking about it and the reason they're talking about it is because it's so hard to get one and if it hadn't been so hard to get one playstation xbox they wouldn't get all that publicity sports cards probably wouldn't have the hype that they have now and that's that's what drives the value and the hype behind items and drives the resale price up and i think companies kind of get this you would you, they would almost be clueless not to because that's i get it and i'm 20 i'm 23 like there's people that have been doing this for such a long time they have to understand that this is just a bunch of free publicity for them and it's not like they look like they're the bad guy that was the other the other point that they made they said it's not like it's not like sony it's not like microsoft it's not like panini looks like the bad guy in any of this uh, panini may may sometimes look like a bad guy because they do jack the prices up on things but i mean they need their cut too but it's not like any of these companies look like the bad guy they're basically saying we can put out as much as we can and we're kind of stuck and whatever whatever people are doing that's that's the resellers we can't do anything about that that's the people that are buying them up we want to provide more stock but we just don't have the capability so they almost look like the hero whenever they can put out more stock so it's a win-win they they get free publicity from everybody who's anybody who knows anything about what's going on in the world anybody who sees what's going on with the current uh software the current like consoles and stuff they know what's going on they understand that they're very hard to get and so they're getting a ton of publicity from that and the same thing with panini the sport card the sports card market is absolutely skyrocketing it, it maybe not as much now as it was in the summertime but it's still going up and it's very very public now there's a lot of people that know about it i mean think about it logan paul just made a huge video just last month or, or just this month one of the two really really close to the beginning of november where he broke a box of the original pokemon cards and it was absolutely viral it people were talking about it all over the media people were talking about it all over the pokemon community he had at one point three hundred thousand people tuned into his youtube live stream which i believe was more people watching that live i heard a stat that there was more people watching that live based on an estimation than there were watching the nba finals and i believe that's the night that they won that the lakers won the finals so just think about that for a second think about how big cards and collectibles have gotten in this last year it's absolutely insane and there's there's so much hype behind it that these companies are benefiting from it regardless of whether we think they are or not they don't look bad panini doesn't look bad for not producing more cards we watched what happened at the end of the 90s when they overproduced every card and things just completely bottomed out with the market and people were pissed because now all these cards they've been told were rare weren't and we don't want that to happen nobody wants that to happen again so it's not like we want panini to produce more cards and they they're kind of basically saying hey what do you want us to do do you want us to produce more cards we can't because then you won't have any value in the cards that you have do you want us to jack the price up no we, we really don't want to we're trying to figure out what to do and anything that they do in the right direction would make them look like a bit of a hero it's just that it's they're kind of tied up right now but the thing that sony and microsoft are doing right now i think is is, is borderline genius i'd never thought of it like that but they really don't have a way to lose with the with the hype going on with what's going on with consoles right now the fact that so many people are talking about it 
it's driving up the hype for the the console and the desire to have one and we want things that we can't have that's one of the weird things about humans you always want the thing that you can't have and somebody tells you not to do something the first thing you're going to think of is i kind of want to do that and so it's the same thing with this you can't have a playstation because they're extremely hard to get and that drives the hype and the desire to have one up even more for for several reasons one people want to be able to have one because they want they want to play video games two it's kind of cool when you're like in high school or in middle school or in elementary school or whatever school you're in if you're like a kid and you are able to have an, an xbox or a playstation like the new generation way before all your friends that's like that's fun and people want to come over they want to play xbox they want to play playstation like you you have a, a little bit of a leg up on your friends which is kind of cool and so there's a lot of things like that that drive the resale for these things when they are so hyped like they are that these companies are really really able to benefit from it and i've never thought of it that way before that was kind of an idea presented to me by the guys at pure also podcast whenever they're not directly to me but on their podcast and it was just interesting to think of it like that because you didn't i never really thought what what would the benefit be of of them not producing more but they are going to make so much money off of this because once they end up making more stock of these of these items they're really really going to start to sell and they're going to sell really well so it's just it's an interesting thought and and that's something that's been kind of on my mind a little bit is just trying to figure out um what what is going on kind of with these things and trying to get in the minds of these companies because they are really good at what they do and it's just it's very interesting to think of them operating like that but outside of those individual thoughts that i've had today we did have a couple sneaker releases i want to touch on those for a sec we had the kobe bruce lee and the bruce lee alternates and they were pretty nice i like the the bruce lee's a little bit more than the alternates the alternates were white the the bruce lee's were yellow I'm from Pittsburgh, so yellow and black, that's Pittsburgh colors in a nutshell, black and gold. So it's its very, it just, they looked really good. I thought that they were a really nice shoe. I was trying to get a pair of either just to sell and ended up not taking a hit on Nike at all, completely whiffed on Nike. And then I ran, one of the bots that I have is pretty decent. I didn't realize how decent it was going to be at some of the new things it's implemented in some of the new sites and stuff like that but they ended up doing extremely well and absolutely took stock of, 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 of a couple sites that did really really I didn't really expect us to do well on and I looked at mine and I had zero checkouts and I'm going what is going on and then I looked and going through what other people were doing they were all doing different sizes than I was they were all doing different um, different sorts of settings than I was and it, it just goes to show you that there is no one size fits all for reselling. It, there really isn't. I mean, people buy these sneaker bots because they think they're going to hit with them. And a lot of people do. A lot of people do make a lot of money on them. But a lot of people, I just go through and I look at online forums and stuff of people talking about these. And I see so many people going, I want a bot to do this. I want a bot to do that just for a single release. And I'm like, you're not going to, you're not going to hit. You probably, and you can tell because the person doesn't know what they're talking about. And it's not an indictment of them. That's just, they don't know what they don't know. And there's a lot that goes into this kind of stuff. And so to, to kind of expect that you're just automatically going to be super successful with something once one thing happens is kind of something that I've grown accustomed to believing is not 
true because you'll never it's very difficult to be extremely successful in your first go around you almost have to build in the failure factor because there's a lot of things you don't know and it's exactly what happens with ebay and amazon and all these platforms that we start we get on there we do something stupid we get a notice from the platform or a buyer that makes a return or you get a bad review or you just lose a ton of money on shipping something wrong or any of these things happens and it's the people that end up sticking it out and realizing hey this is just learning. This is exactly what I've been doing all my life. This is what I did when I grew up and went to elementary school, when I went through middle school, and I went to high school. Any of you that have went to college or done an apprenticeship, you know, you screw things up all the time. And it's one of the things that makes resellers so resilient is that the fact that you stuck it out to make it to where you are, you're going to be able to do really well. You just have to keep pushing and keep learning new things. And that's something that I've realized a lot. There's so much to learn with this, whether you want to learn software like like bots and stuff, or whether you want to learn Amazon and do a private label or do wholesale or do, I mean, some people do really well with wholesale. It's something that really intrigues me. Or you want to do clothing, you can do clothing wholesale, or you can do Poshmark, you can do thrifting, and, and you can do all sorts of things with that as well. I mean, there is there is an endless amount of possibilities with this. So my point is, if you can kind of get past the initial startup of this, or maybe you're having a hard time right now, you're just not hitting anything, you're not copying, or maybe you're not able to sell, or, or whatever your issue is, that's that's what makes reselling reselling at some point things are going to go wrong and it's how do you deal with it how do you recover from that how do you get better and for me it's just kind of trying to learn and i've been reaching out to a lot of people there's been a lot of people who are super gracious with their time able to help me and that's the big thing i mean there's a ton of people in this community definitely take advantage of it so hopefully that could be something that helps you out hopefully that could be something that you can take and and use today and, and be able to learn from maybe maybe make some more money with. I mean, whatever you could do with it, take it and use it. But I am going to go. One quick thing, if you do get any value out of this podcast whatsoever, if you just want to go scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app and click the five-star review, that would mean the world to me. It really, really helps me out and helps me find more, helps more people find me, I guess, and would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. But Uh, With that being said, I'm going to go so you guys have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.